Folks, I'm here with Braylon Jackson, former professional baseball player. I've had the pleasure of working with this man through the Thrive After Sports program, thanks to Athlete Soul. And I want to give a quick shout out to Athlete Soul. Like you guys know, I always tell you guys, Athlete Soul has scholarships available to help athletes in, trans in transition. So make sure you reach out if you need some support. If you're the parent of an athlete, uh, if you're the coach of an athlete, if you have a friend, a family member, a former teammate, uh, we're here to support. So reach out. Make sure you get an Athlete Soul scholarship to support athletes in transition. And um, man, Braylon, we're here, man. We're here. It's, yeah. it's great to have you here. Um, yeah. I know I introduced you as a former professional baseball player, man, but can you just give the people a little bit more background about yourself? Anything you want to want to share before we dive into the conversation? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like you said, former professional baseball player, uh, really big on family. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's funny you asked me that because um, it's, you asked me that question. I really wouldn't know how to answer it outside of saying I'm a professional baseball player. But uh, now that I'm kind of on the other side of things, I kind of notice a lot more about myself. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, currently I'm just uh, starting a new chapter in my life that I'm excited about. Uh, so I just add a little more to the title to the former professional baseball player. Now I kind of say I'm a tech advocate now even though I'm fresh into the tech industry, but uh, yeah. Let's go, man. I love that. I love that you're adding things on top of the former professional baseball player. That's smooth, man. A tech yeah. advocate. I like that. Yeah, That's got advocate. a nice read to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. Well, um, one of the things that I, I wanted to kind of jump in with is that you are one of the rare athletes that I've worked with over the years who voluntarily walked away from the sport. Like, not a lot of athletes voluntarily walk away, man. Of course, it's, it's due to injury or they just get cut. Or in my case, mm -hmm. I wasn't good enough to make it to the NFL. So I graduated from college and it was like, that's it. In your yeah. case, you made the, the decision to walk away from playing professional baseball. Um, can you talk a little bit about that decision before we kind of dive into what the transition was like? Yeah, um, I guess you could say I was just, you know, fortunate to be able to walk away on my own terms. Um, you know, it's just mainly I'm, I just paid attention to how I felt mentally. Um, and I just paid attention to, uh, you know, I just listened to myself in my heart because, uh, you know, I love the sport. But I also knew that it was a feeling that I felt that I didn't have that same drive or passion that I, you know, once did. Um, so it was just one of those things to where I just didn't want to do any uh, disservice to myself. Uh, by continuing to, uh, you know, just play a sport that I love, but not necessarily fulfilling anything internally. Uh, so just, you know, listening to things, uh, keeping my ear ear open and just, uh, you know, feeling the vibes that are around me uh, gave me the confidence to, uh, you know, just walk away. Why do you think that so many athletes um, – well, this is a tough question because I'm thinking about myself, man. Like, I fell out of love with the game of football around, like, sophomore year of college. But mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to give up a scholarship. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know, um, but in your case, there are some, there are a lot of professional athletes who, you know, it's, it's their career. They're getting paid for it. And, of course, the money may be one reason to stick around. But mm -hmm. why do you think that some athletes – because I'm hoping somebody can wake up by hearing your thought process. Like you just shared, you you prioritize your mental health and like where you actually wanted to go with your life, which is so commendable, man. But like, why do you yeah. think people stick around 
uh, longer than they really want to, even after they lose the passion for it or feel like it's time to move on? Um, you know, honestly, it could just be a status thing, really. I mean, I mean, professional athlete, I mean, regardless of if, you know, you're making money, it's good to make money playing a sport, but uh, just that disassociation of just being a professional athlete and not wanting to be anything other than that. Um, you know, I'm not trying to put down uh, anybody that's hardworking, that's not a professional athlete, but it's just, uh, it kind of just feels good to, you know, people look up to you. Uh, people treat you differently. Uh, just that feeling alone uh, kind of just makes you want to stay in it. You know, I mean, it just feels good to be, uh, you know, looked up to. People want to just be around you. People want to just, you know, ask you questions. And, uh, you know, these are just the small things, but just that feeling, uh, you know, when you get that feeling, you get used to it. You kind of just don't want to separate yourself from it or um, disassociate yourself with you because, you know, Without that title professional, you know, you could be treated a little differently. <laughs> so you just kind of want to hold on to that. Yeah, that's deep, man. Yeah, that's that's a great point you bring up. And another thing, this is another reason why I have so much respect for you, man, is because you made the choice to walk away from the game when you could have kept playing. And it's not that you necessarily had something lined up right away. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, I'm going into this job or this business. It was like, no, I want to enter a space where I can figure it out and start looking at things outside of baseball. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Um, and then, like, talk a little bit about the some of the temptations that started coming into your life in terms of, like, all of a sudden people are reaching out with different contracts and, like, hey, you can come pay for this team. I can get you an agent. And what is it that had you decide to stand firm or your decision to start a new chapter of your life outside of baseball? It was really just that cycle uh, of starting over, feeling like I had to start over because, you know, um, I was always having the opportunity to continue to play. Now, I was always taking that, that gamble on myself. I was always betting on myself as far as like going back to play ball because uh, you never know this could be the year that could springboard into something else. And then, you know, this the career could just blow up. But it was that cycle of having to start over because once the season was over, I will come back home in the off season and I have to just, you know, collect my thoughts on whether am I going to continue to play or am I going to try to, you know, pick up from the beginning and move on. So it was just that continuous cycle of just going back and forth. And it really was just taken away from my, my focus and my drive from uh, fully putting in everything I needed to in my baseball career on the, you know, the tail end of it because I was being pulled to just want to do more stuff off the field. Even though I didn't know what I was gonna do, I just knew I needed to do something away from the game. So yeah, I mean, it was just uh, my optimism and my, uh, my interest off the field was distracting me from what I needed to do on the field. So that's when I, need, I needed to pay attention. I need to listen, I need to listen to my body and just walk away and just, take a bet on myself, you know, off the field versus on the field. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's powerful, man. And for anybody listening right now or watching this, whether you're religious or not, if you feel a call, whether that comes from something internal or something that's that's bigger than us, don't ignore that call, you know? Um, especially if you keep, like Bradley did, like Bradley, you kept getting the, the signs and you kept feeling that call more than once and you decided to listen to it. And mm -hmm. even in the face of going back to what's comfortable, you stuck to like, no, nah, I'm starting a new chapter. So that's huge, man. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, just 
this you said the keyword comfortable. Um, because you know, this 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 thought process didn't just start last year, it started a couple years ago. Uh, but the thing is, you know, I, I try to give myself a shot uh out here in the world, and then the first sign of a struggle, the first sign of just confusion, immediately wanting to run back to what's comfortable, and that's putting on the baseball uniform because that was my comfort, my safety net, you know, that was my comfort zone. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean I was getting any personal growth or I was just growing as a person. It was just comfortable for me to be a baseball player because that's what I've done my whole life. Um, but we all know real growth happens outside of being outside of your comfort zone. So, you know, I was, was I really growing as a person or was I really uh, growing career rise if I stayed in my comfort zone to playing baseball? So, yeah. Yeah, man. So you took the leap and you had to be nervous at first, right? Like when you just said, I'm not coming back and you went back home. Yeah. Did, did like some panic set in or like, what was it like <laughs> when you first got back home? Yeah, I mean, you know, panic set in definitely because, you know, I have some buddies and friends just around me who, you know, really weren't believing that I was, you know, fully done. You know, like they said, oh, we've heard that before or okay, we'll, we'll wait, we'll give it a couple of months. We'll be back in the gym training. And, you know, he'll be, you know, picking up that bad swing again, getting ready for the next season. Um, it really wasn't like serious until I start actually telling managers and stuff, calling me like, no, I, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. And, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, I always hear that. No, but you're still young. You, you, you still got time. You know, keep pushing, keep doing this. And it was just like, nah, nah, I ain't got this dog. ain't got no more fight in him. <laughs> and now I'm ready for, I'm ready for something else. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it felt weird and it was scary. I'm not even going to lie. It, it was completely scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because even though the fear set in of like, oh, wait a minute, I got to figure out what to do now. Like you were immediately taking action and trying to put yourself in mm-hmm. position. You know, I, I think back to myself, um, when I came back home from college, I was like, what? No practice, no film, no 6 a.m. workouts. It's party time. And I went on like yeah. a bender and just partying. And then I realized like, oh, I probably should get a job and uh, try to get on my feet. So you were, we connect. Oh, no, you found about, you found out about me and, and drive up in sports through Athlete Network, right? That's how it, yep. Yep. that's it. That's it. Quick side note, everybody, go check out Athlete Network because they've done a great job over the past couple of years of like providing resources for transition. So how did you how did you even find out about Athlete Network before you even saw my profile? Yeah, so Athlete Network was just a, uh, a resource that I had when I was actually job job searching, you know, because this is a network that was just tailored for, you know, athletes wanting to, uh, you know, just get into the workforce, just find a career and, you know, that just that platform just popped up. So, you know, I made a profile for it and uh, just threw out applications all over any industry on that platform. I threw an application out because I felt like they were advertising like, hey, we want to hire athletes. And I'm like, look, I'm an athlete, a professional athlete at that. Like, let me throw you this little slim resume that has nothing on it, but hey, (laughs) it's a it's a resume, man. Like, hopefully you can, you know, hit me up, take a bite at it. But, oh, man, that's where I came across your platform. 
And that's when I dove deeper into the actual help side of it. Like, man, like thrive after sport. Uh, let me click into this. First, I was thinking it was a company. Like, yo, let me click into this to throw the resume. But then I actually dove deeper into it. And I was like, wait a minute. This is actually what I need. I actually need Thrive After Sport to not only just help me uh, collect my thoughts, but to not only just build my confidence, um, you know, and just to have somebody to talk to, you know, to let them know that, you know, they're not alone in this. And, uh, you know, just, just, just give me the confidence to like, just know everything is going to be okay out here, you know, and not run back to my comfort zone. Yeah, man, that's, that's great. I appreciate you sharing that because I know that, you know, like you said, you were just throwing resumes out into the wind and, you know, that's a lot of people's strategies. Like, let me just get something. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can, I can say I got a job or I can check the box or just have something to tell people like, Oh, I'm doing this or I'm interviewing here. And then at a certain point, especially if you start getting jobs and you're like, I don't know if this is a good fit. You start to think I need to actually find like a tailored approach and figure out what I want to yeah. do. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that resonated with you, the whole messaging and that you reached out. And um, another thing about that too, man, is like when you talk about just having a conversation with somebody who understands what you've been through, like that's the whole reasoning behind the podcast and the messaging. Cause I'm like, I've had conversations with people who don't even go through the program, but just that one call, just to understand how somebody gets it, it helps them out mm -hmm. tremendously. Cause a lot mm -hmm. of times if you live in isolation, like I did, like a lot of athletes do, you know, we're prideful people. You might feel like I'm the only one going through this. And yeah. so, but yeah, man, um, we connected, had a great conversation. I was like, look, man, I'm partnered with this company. I'm partnered with Athlete Soul. It's nonprofit. We got scholarships available. We can get to work immediately so I can help you find that clarity. And then from there we got to work, man. And I would say like one of the things, this goes back to one of the reasons why I have so much respect for you is that Anytime we would talk about something, you would implement it right away, you know, and then we would meet up again and talk about something else. Or sometimes it would be something totally unrelated to career. We would talk about something totally out the blue and then you yeah. would implement something and put it into action. But I wanted to ask you, man, like, what do you say is the, what would you say is the biggest thing that you, I guess, had to, you had to overcome, at least right out the gate when we first started working together? What was the biggest thing you had to overcome? Um, just doubt, really. Uh, just self doubt. Um, and honestly, just it was something that I noticed. Uh, I did a lot in my playing career. I would always just pay attention to the man to the left of me. You know, I would always just pay attention to what he's doing. I'm looking at his numbers, and it was throwing me off of my own game. And I learned right then and there that you know, paying attention to the man to the left of you, to the man to the right of you was really just getting you off your center focus of what you're supposed to be doing. So I, I've noticed that I was doing the same thing, even out here away from, you know, baseball. You know, I'm just looking at, you know, my friends that um, progressed the ladder in their professional career. And, you know, they're out here just, you know, living an abundant life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they, when I'm 28 now, so a lot of my, you know, friends and stuff have kids and stuff like that. But, you know, just you see the, the I'm looking to the left, I'm looking to the right again. You know what I mean? Because now that I'm not playing ball no more and I'm trying to start a new chapter in my life, I'm looking at everybody else that used that time where I was playing ball. They used that time. They went to school, they're working their jobs, and now they're just managers and, 
you know, just, just living a comfortable life, you know what I mean? So uh, that was probably like, just, that was probably the biggest thing right there was just that uh, self-doubt, you know, just getting too, too busy looking at everybody else and uh, measuring their success with my success. And, you know, that was impossible because I just started, you know? So the only successful thing at that time was walking away from baseball and fully deciding to do something else. So the success was immeasurable to everybody else because, you know, I just started. Man, that's such a good point you bring up. And I, I just really want to stay on this for a second because, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a former college uh, collegiate athlete or professional athlete, like Brandon said, it is easy to feel behind. Like all my peers or anybody who, you know, either left the sport earlier or didn't play professionally or wasn't playing a sport in college, it's easy to look at them and be like, man, they already got jobs and like, how are they doing this and how do they figure it out? But it, the thing that is great about it is that we have that edge where once we lock in on what we want, like the only thing missing is clarity. So mm-hmm. while someone may be in college and or may have graduated and, you know, they have three, four years ahead of you of being in their career, once you lock in on what you want to do, you can make up for that lost time just because you're a go-getter and you have an athletic yeah. mindset and you can put yourself yeah. in position quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like it was just, that was one thing about it is just, it didn't really kill my competitive spirit. You know, I just, I'm competing at something different now. So, you know, I'm just setting my mind to something, you know, like a made up mind is dangerous, you know? So once that mind is made up, hey, you just go after it. So uh, it was just keeping that competitive drive, which is uh, life now, you know, just didn't like striking out when I was playing ball. So I, I ain't trying to strike out out here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Got to keep love that, that average above 300. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, yeah, man, man, you just, I want you to know, you just, you just came up with the title for this episode right now where you said a made up mind is dangerous. That's the title of the episode right there. Straight up. Yeah. Made up yeah, mind I like is dangerous, that. man. Yes, sir. Let's talk about that a little bit, man. Like, so going through the, uh, the program and us working together for the, the two months, like, how did the, the clarity start to develop? Like, just talk a little bit about your experience actually going through the program and some of the things that became clear to you as you were putting the work in to find the clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think going into it, like in the beginning, I kind of like overthought, you know, just my interaction with you. Because even though you wear many hats, I went into it treating you like you were just my therapist, which was cool. I mean, you were accepting of that, but I was just like dumping on you. You know what I mean? Like, like I was just excited just to be able to talk to somebody. And I was just like, just dumping this and that on you. Like, I'm just laying on the couch in your office and you just sitting in a chair with a notepad, just like you're my therapist or something. But it was like, you know, as the calls started to progress, I noticed that because we would talk each week. So I have uh, a week to think on our conversation that will formulate in my mind. And uh, one of the things that I remember you talking about the most was just like my watchtower when I would have distracted thoughts. Um, you know, how like someone's in a watchtower and, you know, talking about aviation watchtower and they're, you know, uh, 
What what are what are what do they call it, Taj? The, yeah, the uh, the watchtower. Yeah, the watchtower analogy is basically that um, it's it's a way of observing your thoughts. Just like at the airport, yeah. they have a watchtower that watches the planes come in and out. So I like to use that analogy just as a way to give, because someone taught me that years ago when I was going through a hard time, and I like to pass that that knowledge along to say you don't have to be a victim of your own thoughts. You can stop and pause and get into the watchtower, which is a metaphor for just like looking at your thoughts as they come in and choosing i can respond to this i can replace this with a better thought but um but yeah that's the explanation go ahead man i don't want to interrupt you no, yeah no yeah but yeah the the watchtower so when i have those self-doubt self-doubt thoughts or you know uh distractive thoughts i will always refer back to my watchtower because i would see them coming in or i would see that person approaching me i know what this person was about to say but i already see it coming so i'm already just positioning myself mentally to just I, I see it you know I, I, I see you coming so like I'm not going to let you just whatever you may say to me like hey um, you're still in shape or hey just keep pushing hey you're almost there you know I already know what you're about to say man like I see you coming so I'm not even gonna let you like get into my headspace right here because I'm I already made my mind up that I'm going to attack something else in life you know so yeah back to what you said just just to clarify and I, I know i've told you this but i want people listening to to know too like i never looked at it as you were like dumping on me you know what i mean like and for the record i am not a therapist but see the thing is i've been through what braylon has been through in terms of just trying to figure out what you want to do so when you when you're talking to someone who actually understands and that's the thing with athletes because we we're so used to like not opening up about things that are bothering us when you get to talk to someone who's like, oh, you had a challenge when you were done playing your sport too, like, you know, it's good to be able to have that release. So I never saw it as like dumping, like that needed to happen. So you could get all that stuff out and we can move past it. So we can actually start talking about what do you want to do now? I see too yeah. many, and I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody, just for the record. I support anybody who wants to work with athletes, but I see too many people trying to jump right into what do you want to do without processing the mental and emotional side of it first. And that's why you don't get the results unless you're able to clear some of the stuff that could be holding you back. So you can, you can sprint, you can take the weight off the weight vest off that's holding you back and you can sprint towards the goals. So yeah. it wasn't dumping. And I'm glad that we had that time together. And also, man, just being real with you, like I'm honored that you uh, felt comfortable enough to do that with me. Cause that means I yeah. get to be the space for you to clear that out. So that's an honor for me, man. Just so you know, cause yeah. I hadn't told you that before. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I, uh, for sure, man. You know, I just trusted you wholeheartedly. Um, and it was just, and the cool thing about it is just the relationship doesn't just stop, you know. It, uh, it's going to keep going. It's going to grow. And, uh, you know, I'm looking, hopefully I can do more, you know, with Thrive After Sports, whatever that may look like, you know. But uh, just that foundation that I was able to build with you is something that's really going to just, uh, just springboard me. So, yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> Most definitely, man. Like you said, the relationship, it doesn't stop. And I got some things coming over the next couple of years, man. I'm building just know. So I'm going to be circling back with you for different opportunities and ways for us to partner together on things. And um, that's enough. We can go into talking about some of the things you're building on the back end. But just for the sake of time, uh, I want to be, I do want to be respectful of your time, man. Can you just talk about um, what you're doing now? Like you said, you're a tech advocate. But when it's all said and done, <laughs> we were wrapping up the program yeah. and you had 
put yourself in position to get a great job, working remotely, great pay, the whole nine? Like, what what are you doing right now, currently? Yeah, so um, you know, I work for this tech this tech company here in Kansas City. Um, and yeah, so it's a computer software company, um, and I'm just pretty much just selling software, uh, just you know, helping just other people around the area or just all over uh, the country, just um, putting them in better positions with the platform that I'm selling just to help their business. Um, and the thing is like this, this company and this position I'm in correlates so well with what I've done all my life because not only am I just, I'm with a new team and I have new teammates and even though the office uh, doesn't necessarily look like a clubhouse or a dugout, you know, I still implement those same things I was doing in those settings. Uh, my teammates and my my manager, uh, you know, I don't call him Skipper. His title is VP, but, you know, I don't call him, that's my, I think of him like, that's my Skipper, or that's my manager <laughs> or whatever. But, you know, it, it, it's cool though, because, you know, he, 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 he actually is a big baseball fan. So he kind of helps my transition with, <laughs> Even when I'm in the office, he, he'll use like just baseball analogies when explaining the something to me or, you know, just kind of just helping me in my process in that way. So um, I can uh, help that transition a lot better. And one thing that stuck out to me that he told me uh, actually early on when I was speaking with him, he was like, hey, I, I, I want to give you this opportunity, but I, I don't want you to feel like you have to catch up for the last 10 years. I want you to come in. And I want you to just, you know, just crawl. You know, you got to crawl before you walk. And I want you to just grasp things you need to grasp and learn. And just, uh, just you know, just take, just go with it. And when he said that to me, I was just like, wow. I mean, that was just something that um, was amazing. You know, to hear someone say like, hey, I understand that you want to first start in life. And I understand that you may feel that you want to catch up for the last 10 years or X amount of years that you were doing something else, I'm just telling you that slow down. You don't have to do that. You can take your time, you know what I mean? So that that gave me a lot of confidence in him and in the new job that I started. So, yeah. That's awesome, man, that's huge. Like you said, not only is it a, a great place for you to thrive because of your skill set and just the environment in general, but you got great people around you. Like you said, like, uh, that's priceless, man, to be able to have it to where you don't feel like you have to catch up, make up for lost time. You got somebody with you every step of the way. So yeah. I'm beyond excited for you with that opportunity, man. And uh, I, I just thought about it. I was going to have you go into some of the other stuff you're working on on the back end. But what I'm going to do is we'll just have you back on the show once some of those yeah, things are sure. up and running. We'll do it like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, sounds good. Um, anybody who's, who's heard enough episodes of this show knows that that's my whole mentality is like, yes, you're in a great position right now. And I'm super, I'm super excited for where you're at, but also thinking about where you're going. Like I always say, keeping your antennas up. What else are you working on? What else are you developing in your spare time? I don't really believe in spare time. You're either relaxing or working. It, it's yeah. no spare time. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> um, but with that being said, we'll, we'll definitely have Braylon back on to talk about some of those other projects that are cooking on the back end. Absolutely. Um, but that being said, man, you know, you're a prime example of, of what it looks like to thrive after your sport, man, which is why I wanted to have you on. Um, I know you kind of sharing, number one, the courage to walk away. Number two, the, the courage to stick with that decision. And number three, 
the courage to, to continuously put in work day in and day out to put yourself in a position where you can get on your feet and keep building from there. Um, any advice that you could share to, a, to someone who's listening to this right now who may be struggling to figure out who they are outside of their sport, anything on your, your mind or your heart that you want to share with that person? Yeah, um, I would say to really just be patient and to know that whatever you're doing, whether you're playing baseball, football, basketball, soccer, just know that that's not, that's specific sport is not who you are. It's just what you do. Um, and, you know, that took me a while to realize that, that, you know, I was blessed with the ability to play baseball and I, I was able to do it for a living, but that's not who I was. You know, it was just something that I did. You know, there's a whole lot of other aspects to Braylon, you know, and uh, I, one of my coaches, uh, his name's Skeeter Barnes. He was with the Tampa Bay Rays. He, he said something to me that stuck with me. Uh, he said this when I was young and I still remember to this day. He was like, you know, uh, when life is said and done, you know, when we all lived our life and if all people have to look back on me and remember is all the things I've done on the baseball field, then you know, he said, that's a pretty uh, unfulfilled life. You know, there's more to you than just a baseball player. You know, it's just a small part of who you are and what you do. So my advice to anybody would just be to be patient and uh, just uh, just learn yourself and know that what you what, what sport you're playing, that's not who you are. That's just what you do. And you'll be you'll be all right. That's a mic drop moment, man. We could just wrap it up right there, man. That was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Brandon, thank you, man. I, I could easily keep this going on, man, but I was late jumping on here and I want to be respectful of your time, man. So real quick, no before problem. we jump before we jump off, can you just please tell people uh, where they can connect with you on you know, social media if they want to follow you or just reach out to you, all that good stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny because I've, I've been off of social media for a long time. Um, I have an Instagram page. You can follow me on uh, Braylon Jackson. Um, yeah, just type in my name. I think there's a picture of me playing baseball on there. Uh, yeah, just give me a follow there. Um, wow, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Uh, follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey, hit, hit me up on LinkedIn. You know, uh, Braylon Jackson, that's a, that's a good platform now that I'm using. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, you can pretty much connect with me there. Yeah, ask me any questions and yeah. Yeah, man. You got the LinkedIn profile looking good too, man. You definitely you definitely yeah. first it up a little He's, bit, you know. The connection, the connections are growing, man. I think I'm at like 80 connections now, but yeah, it's it's happening. <laughs> I see you, man. I see you. Well, hey man, thank you again for coming on. Um, folks, if you're listening, this has been another great episode of Thrive After Sports and the Power of Story with Braylon Jackson. I hope you were inspired. Um, I hope this encourages you. If you know someone or if you're an athlete who needs support for your transition to reach out, we still do have scholarships available. So reach out while those scholarships are available so we can get that support you need. And uh, Raylan, not only excited for where you're at, man, but more importantly, where you're going and just excited to stay connected with you and, uh, and keep building, brother. So as always, if you ever need anything, you know where to find me, man. But appreciate you coming on and spending some time today. Thanks, man. Thanks, Tosh. Thanks for having me. Anytime, brother. Take care, man. Talk to you soon. All right. You too. Bye-bye.